This episode of Meet the Creatives is brought to you by KEH Camera. I'm really excited to be sharing uh, in the coming month all of the uh, new equipment that I got. I got a 16 to 35 lens, 2.8. I got uh, a 50 millimeter lens, also a 2.8. I spoke with Sean uh, from the customer support team who's really great there. And uh, over the coming months, I'm gonna be taking some pictures and sharing it with you guys, kind of documenting my journey uh, as a photographer, uh, who is on my way to getting better. So uh, this episode today is with Alicia Reynaud, who is amazing. I love her. Uh, it's a little bit longer than I normally have them, uh, but I there's just so much great stuff that we covered from uh, kind of the technical aspects of her work, um, kind of growing up and, you know, how therapy has changed her life. Uh, we talk about the importance of mental health, about finding what it is that you love. This episode is amazing. And once again, it's brought to you by the good people at KEH Camera. So without further ado, Alicia Reynaud. And uh, the pronunciation for your last name is Reynaud, right? Reynaud, yes, Reynaud. What's the French way of saying it? You gotta educate me. Alicia Reynaud. Alicia Reynaud. That was pretty good, right? Yeah. True, yeah. Alicia Renault. No, but I, don't, I always end up like having it sound kind of Spanish. I, yeah. I, get, I get too confident and then my Spanish comes in. But that's like because of the Malavida thing is like everyone thinks I'm Spanish, but actually I'm just French and Italian. Yes. So yeah, cultural. <laughs> we, I've had uh, Alicia Renault and then Mathieu Beton and Malika, and I, I struggle to say Malika's name the proper way. Can you, do you have that French thing? Can you say that? Malika Favre. Oh, I can't do that. I didn't want yeah. to attempt to, I'll sound it's so dumb. The in the, the mouth doesn't What's, sound like uh, English. Favre. I don't think Americans' mouths do that, I swear to God. No, I don't think so. It's like not Favre. possible. I can't do Favre. that. Une I say it like Malika Favre. <laughs> I don't even know. Favre. <laughs> Well, Alicia, welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's great to have you here. Yeah, same. Really great to be you, here. You have a good, chill, regular, normal energy. I like this. I could tell it's going to be good right out of the gate. I can normally tell in the first five, ten minutes if it's going to be like pulling teeth or just a, a chill conversation. So we yeah. are, uh, yeah, yeah we're gonna, it's going to be fun. So uh, let's jump right into it. You have the coolest Instagram I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, I... <laughs> I have always kind of, as a designer, I've always been uh, told to kind of dial things back a little bit, to use a little bit less color, but I love bright and vibrant colors. I used to work for Hershey, that kind of started it all. I love like Disney and stuff like that. So I've always liked kind of that bright color palette. And then when I was in college, I loved um, like vibrating color and like Victor Moscoso and all that kind of stuff. And then I got into like psychedelic art, just all the way down the wormhole of all things like rainbow and awesome and you have like a really unique take on that so tell me about you know your journey to what you do now you're 20 24 years young i'm giving it away yeah. to the world crushing the game so far yeah i just uh i mean i just uh, i just passed 24 like uh 10 10 days ago oh happy birthday <laughs> yeah thank you <laughs> i'm a Gemini, so yeah <laughs> i'm quite double-sided but um to be honest, like you were talking about colors and stuff, and I didn't make like colors right away. Like in the past, I used to like mainly work with black and white, which is pretty surprising for really? people 
I say that because they're always like, I'm known for colors now. Yes. And color if, queen. Yeah. And if you like scroll down in my feed, you can actually see some residues of black and white artworks, which is really interesting because I, I think I was quite afraid of colors back in the days because like for the story, I've been working as a graphic designer student for like seven years or something. Right. Before that, I used to be an hairdresser, actually. A hairdresser? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> well, uh, when I was 13 or something, I used to be an hairdresser. And then, yeah, that, that wasn't basically for me. So I just like dive into graphic design. And especially, I was special, like spe specialized in print design. And when you're studying print design, there's a lot of like... Um, uh, controversy about colors like CMGN, like CMYK. Oh, yeah, CMYK, yeah, yeah. yeah. CMYK, I got the French words. <laughs> no, it's okay. And RGB, so yes. yeah, there's I'm like, an RGB guy all day, son. You same, can keep that CMYK shit. I'll never I, want to print. <laughs> I worked with like CMYK for years. And I've learned a lot about CMYK and how to like get the best out of it, right? Which was really interesting. But I think that like knowing that there's always these uh, issues where CMYK doesn't translate well colors and stuff. Mm. I was, I think I was afraid of using colors uh, in my graphic design works. So when I like keep kept graduating and like going further in my school like course i just created images for my graphic design projects so i was mainly doing like editorial stuff because i'm really into books right. and like hybrid books and basically like print material mm. so uh, there is all, there 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 was also a lot of like controversy about copyright images like which image like what image can you use and like which one right. you cannot use yeah. so i just thought, thought that at the time i would like create my own images and i wasn't like the type of uh figurative person i guess i've been always drawn to abstracts in general mm -hmm. so I kept like experimenting at the beginning with like photography because I was pretty pretty much like into photography like when I since I was a kid I guess right. uh, always like back in the days when I had like a MySpace and stuff I used to do like uh, super emo um, photography and like black and white stuff with like uh, blurred effects. And, like, I totally see this happening. I was kind of the same way. <laughs> yeah, dark shit basically. So <laughs> that's what like, I I think I just like kept this vibe and uh, diving into graphic design. I tried to recreate uh, what I was doing before that. So kept, like, it, it started like that. And then I learned more about like post-processing like uh, software. So 
Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign, and all that jazz. Right. So I was like uh, telling myself, what if I, I got my, I got my pictures, I got my stuff. What if I just like put them somewhere in there and just like play around and fuck around with like all effects. Right. Just have fun, right? And see how it goes. Because when you're at, you're at school, everyone is like encouraging you to uh, experiment with um, all different parameters and like tools and stuff like that. So you're just diving into the process of learning both the software and both about also your style. So that was a great way to start. And I just fell in love with Photoshop at the time. So I just experimented with all remember, the feelings. Was there like a certain one? Sorry to interrupt you. Do you remember? Was there a certain thing that really kind of blew your mind and sent you down the wormhole? Like for me, I remember distinctly finding like the liquify tool. That was oh, yeah. like it's game over. Yeah. Or like the the like, radical blur. Oh thinking, yeah, that one. Yeah. My, like uh, I think mine was for sure gradient map. Oh like, yeah, yeah. And, gradient maps were the best. That actually was my yeah. mine too. Yeah. And yeah, the filter gallery with like all these like uh, texture effects, like uh, chrome, plastic, things yeah, like that. Yeah. Come That's, to think of it, you just blew my mind. If not for gradient maps. I might have never been a designer because I remember like thinking how awesome Photoshop was and then getting very yeah. far away from design. And then one day I was like, man, I gotta go fuck around with Photoshop because that stuff is mad fun. And if not for that, I probably may have never been a designer. Shout out, shout out gradient maps. Shout out Photoshop. Yeah. That's like the OG. <laughs> yeah, the OGs. <laughs> but yeah, that's true. But I think you can like be a designer and don't know about a lot of things. You're not supposed to know about everything, but right. what you got to do is like keep trying and keep just uh, experimenting. So that's what I did. And then one day I just like tried to incorporate colors in my stuff. But like I was super shy at the time. I just like popped a little bit of colors right here, right there. And then one day I just realized that like I wasn't doing a lot of print at the time. So I just say to myself like, yeah, just go for it. Like try a piece and just like fuck around and see how it goes. And if you like that and maybe you can like just do a couple of them, see how it goes. And yeah, like the, the response that like the answer about what I posted at the time was pretty awesome, like right after. So it really comforted me in my direction because I'm a really like a self-conscious person. I get really like, uh, I'm lacking self-confidence about my work and that's not a great thing, I know, but... <laughs> everybody, everybody has it. I have it. I have it with this podcast and this podcast is fucking awesome. <laughs> this podcast is so legit. It's not even funny. I can't believe how legit it is. And at the same time, crippling self-doubt. So yeah, I can relate. Exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, like starting the, the account, like the Malavida account was a way for me to um, get some sort of 
I guess, validation mm-hmm. also. How did you come up with a name for that, for the Malavita? I'm not sure I'm going to say that right. Again, French is not my forte. That's like the worst story. I get ashamed every time I tell about this story, but let me tell you. Okay. We were at school, so at the time it was like three years now. Uh, I was with a friend of mine. and Older people are losing their minds with that last comment you just said. <laughs> Back in the day at school, you know, three years ago. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm an old person now. I know, you know, my best years are behind me, 24, it's all over. Uh, in my mind, I'm just a grandma, you know? I'm, yes, I'm just like, I feel that way sometimes. Old, like staying at home and trying to like stay alive or something, but yeah, <laughs> whatever. So, Weirdly enough, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I was just like, like I was just petting I my cat, looking out the window, wondering if it's all over. No, no. <laughs> okay. So being cool with my friend, I was like, uh, I told him like, so you know, I got this Instagram thing at the time. It was just like called something like Alicia Renault or something like, right? Basically, and I told him like, I need to like uh, continue building my identity as a graphic designer, and just like show uh, to people what. Like, is my vibe, what is my uh, aesthetic and stuff like that. And what is also my uh, side goal besides that. Right. And who I am as a person. Uh, so we went like in, we have this kind of jokes where we are always throwing jokes about our depression and anxiety, basically. Uh, so it just started like my friend told me, oh, you should call, like, call it something, uh, in French with me, with, uh, like, that means, uh, my life hurts. Oh my like, God. In French. So Americans are like, wow, this is such a cool, trendy name. And French people are like, mm, I don't know if I want to like, be with this emo girl right now. <laughs> French is called, uh, saying my life hurts. Uh, in French, it's like j'ai mal à la vie, and I was like, yeah, that's fun, but like people like will not get it, so right. we need to find something more catchy and like more short, also. Right. So it just like went to j'ai mal à la vie to j'ai mal à la vida, and just turned into malavida, which means like bad life in Spanish or something. I'm sorry for the cultural appropriation. <laughs> I'm sorry. But you're good. Just... You're off the hook. You said it. You said it. You're clear now. Yeah. It's so it's like funny. everyone now is just talking Spanish to mean like DMs and stuff and like asking if I know about Manu Chao or something. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Song like malavida. So yeah. I'm that's sorry, guys. <laughs> That's, That's not so boring. funny. Well, it's yeah. cool though. I, I I like it. It's so it's so funny because like right before this interview, I was like, wait a second, what is her name again? And I was like, I like I knew it was like Alicia like initially, and then I was like, wait a second, it's something else. It's something Spanish. Men- That's because so like funny. everyone is is thinking that I am a man. Like everyone is calling me like bro, dude, man, guys, stuff like that. Yeah, there's a picture of you on there that shows you're a girl though. That's good. Yeah, I know, but like. That doesn't make it, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. People, I I get kind of the same thing. People think that I'm like a group. I'm just, you know. Yeah, you can like you can see from Jersey with a podcast. The whole thing about your Instagram makes it really professional, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Well, that's why I started putting myself out there because nobody knew it was me. And then one day I was like, screw it. Like people got to, I I was talking to uh, John Contino, who's a good friend of mine and an illustrator and all that. And uh, he's like, he said with his very thick Long Island accent, he's like, they got to know who's talking. And I was like, (laughs) talking. Yeah. So just to ask it very plainly, like not to give away your secrets or anything, but what are some of the things that you're doing to achieve these? There's like these liquid effects. There's kind of like these schmeary effects. Are you doing some of this physically? Is it all digital? Tell me your secrets. <laughs> the secrets that everyone wants to know. Yes. I'm not going to do tutorials. Like, sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, got to make it like, uh, I've been pretty uh, honest about what uh, my process is about. Uh, I guess that just people don't get into interviews a lot. So I'm not going to answer every comment like, asking how I, I, I achieve that or this side or right. this side. But uh, most of the time, uh, of course, I'm starting with like paintings. Like my work is always uh, coming from a tangible place and going to a digital place. Um, and yeah, I could have been like work, uh, I could have shown my uh, tangible stuff like that and just be a painter, I guess. But that wasn't the point for right. me. Uh, what I enjoy the most is like the post-production. It reminds me of my roots of graphic design and before everyone like just told me that I was an artist or something. I usually have, have like uh, sessions of paintings. I don't paint every day, of course. I don't have the time. Uh, painting like take 24 hours to dry, so yeah. I don't have the time for that, but uh, usually I do like sessions once a month. I paint with like a lot of acrylic pores. Of I just photograph paintings, uh, play with like oils, mixing mediums and stuff, and then yeah, I just like digitalize everything, photograph everything, and play around. Uh, mostly in Photoshop and also in processing sometimes to achieve like more flowy effects or just like move around the part of the paint that I'm not feeling like. So it just helped me to get the movement I want and then like I just work the colors around on Photoshop and play with like layers and layers and layers of effects. Here's a question I've been asking people. I think it gets some really interesting answers. When in your career did did you, or in your, I guess your creative journey, when did you first look at what you made and be like, that's awesome? Because some people, they feel like that day one or sometimes they, they feel like they may never feel like that. They oh my just... God. Yeah. I mean, I never told that to myself because I'm pretty much satisfied with things. Uh, I can like, I can like recon that an image is like better than another, that a composition is working great in my style, in my vibe, and that uh, some are more powerful than others. But I think I never say to myself like, oh my God, that's awesome, because that's not who I am. I'm not about like uh, saying that I am awesome or that or that things I do are awesome because as I said previously, I'm lacking self-confidence like a lot. 
and I'm trying to work on that, I promise, but like, it's hard, it's hard. So the times where I'm, I get super excited and that I think I'm doing something awesome is basically, basically when I uh, get to a point where I reach a technique that I wanted to be able to do for like months and then a day, like one day, you're just like, oh my God, I did it. Like, right. I finally get it. Yes. So I know that that's awesome. But that's never about the final product because for me, nothing's final and I'm always trying to to do better. Of course, like has everyone out there, I'm not like inventing anything, but right. that's the point. You're just always trying to to do better. So I'm right. not, I, that's not my way of, uh, being, I guess. I was talking about this the other day with my friend Shane, who is, whose work is actually similar to, to yours in that way. He did the, um, he did some kind of abstract uh, color artwork. I'm not exactly sure what the word is for, for Apple. It's on like every phone in like the world kind of thing. Yeah. I was like, you know, like I've been learning all this new shit. I've been putting together my portfolio, working really hard on it. And I gotta say my favorite part of all of it is not the moment where I put it in my portfolio and I'm like, all right, that's done. It's kind of like the, um, like the playing in the sandbox, if you yeah. will. You know what I mean? Like that, like that moment where you sit down with your coffee in your zone, and like, like for me, it's it's like it's like ten thirty at night, and I I, don't, I just poured myself a cup of coffee, which is a weird thing to do, but it's just like part of my thing. I always want. I, my grandpa used to stay up all night working. He was a land surveyor, and he would always have like these markers and stuff. And I get in that zone, and I'm the happiest there. And I personally find like my portfolio, and like making my portfolio and making my like personal brand it's kind of a drag I, but i think that's good though because i think that means that i'm a real not like artist but i'm a real creative because it's like my, my favorite part is like the process yeah exactly that's what i think about in general right and that's mainly what people bring like in the topic every time it's like you're more you're most more excited about the process than the final result which is the case with like also happiness and stuff like that you know like right. that's tends to say like happiness like the the true happiness is not like the final ending it's like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like and that's pretty accurate actually yeah it's like enjoying the process and learning things about you uh and how you see yourself in your work and how you see yourself your your work like through this creative world that's like pretty amazing to see how you are able to overcome fears overcome things you yeah thought that you weren't capable of but actually you are right and even if sometimes in your personal life you're not like overcoming like demons and stuff right creative process it also makes you more confident about yourself in the end and you For should sure. you should enjoy enjoy the process and it applies in every field of your life i guess just enjoy the process enjoy the process of traveling not the de destination right. enjoy the process of being happy and working on be being happier less anxious and stuff like that that was the point of uh starting this account too because yeah, I've told about the the part of um, me trying to get into colors, showing my work to people and stuff. Uh, 
getting validation because yeah for self-confidence and stuff but uh, actually i started this account because of my um my therapist really? <laughs> i know yeah that's cool she, She's like a Jungian uh, therapist, so uh, if you're familiar with Jung, uh, Jungian therapy, it's like a process where creativity is like involved a lot in here. So I need, I need a, uh, what is it, a Jungian? Jungian. You, you have like Freudian, yes. Freudian uh, therapy and like Jungian is like... Uh, Jung, like the for Jung, creative yeah. people. Maybe I'll do that. That sounds cool. I mean, I've tried a lot of different therapy through years. Mm. Uh, that wasn't my choice. That's another story. But <laughs> when I finally chose, like myself, to go to therapy, like a few years ago, uh, I found this lady, uh, and it was really. Interesting because uh, it broke every uh, thoughts and uh, rules that I thought were, um, but I felt like therapy was about. Right. Because uh, I've seen like ten therapists in my life or something. I've been through therapy since I'm like uh, two years old. Really. Uh, uh, yeah, my mom was like a. Uh, thought that I had a problem, but you know, like uh, when you people normal with me, I don't know. It's, it's, it's yeah, normal. I know. But like, it's all about the thing that when uh, someone has a problem, there is a child. The parent has a problem. They think the child has a has a problem. Oh too. yeah, yeah. I can see so that. So I keep uh, thinking, thinking that you have a problem, so you should see someone to right. help. But. At the time, I didn't have any problem, like, to be right. honest. You're just, like, two years old, and you don't have, like, any pathologies <laughs> or something. So tell me about your problems. Well, my blocks didn't, yeah, you know. don't have a problem when you are two years old if you're not sick or something. But, right. yeah, okay. it was, like, the beginning of uh, my therapy journey. And when I found this lady, like, this young therapist, like, I don't know, 15 years later, uh, it was like a kind of revelation for me because we were just like talking. Like, it wasn't like this situation where the guy was like in front of me and like waiting, on a couch. For, me, yeah. Yeah, waiting for me to speak about something or someone, I don't know. Like, she was really... Uh, kind with me we would just like uh take a tea or something and just speak and the thing with like Jungian therapy is uh, is that you also have uh, a lot of creative exercises as i said previously and we were working with uh sand play uh games so it's just like you have that sand uh like that oh sense. i did this wow that's so weird i used to do this i was in like resource room and stuff which is basically in the states like i had add and it was like the 90s so they like didn't think that was normal and yeah. uh i used to go and i used to play with my uh i guess he would I, a guidance counselor is what they call it but it was really like a therapist and yeah. he used to have like we'd have sand and blocks and and like you have like also toys and stuff like that that you can put on the sand yes uh, yeah, yeah. Shelters of 
freaking toys, like every single toys you wanted, like animals, people, uh, wow. houses, stuff that you can put in the sand. And most of the time I was just like talking and playing in the sand with like um, uh, my hands and drawing abstract things and stuff. And it was really like relaxing in the first time. Yeah. But so it was like the most amazing experience because I could talk to someone. I could uh, at the same time relax myself by making abstract things. Uh, and it just like all fell into place. Yeah. And she just like put that seed in my head that maybe um, like the process of Jungian therapy could be brought to your everyday life. So you can make these kinds of creative exercises and create yours. Uh, so that's basically why I wanted to uh, try to do daily uh, artworks because it was super satisfying to be on Photoshop. It, was, it wasn't like the, the, sand, the sand stuff, of right. course. But for me, it felt the same because I felt the same way as when I was playing in that sand thing. Yeah. So I just like... And that's I why just, your work is so playful. This all makes so much sense. It really helped me because uh, I told like my therapist like, oh, do you think I should like... Uh, do like daily artworks or something if, if it makes me feel great and maybe I could like talk to people about anxiety, depression and just like uh, my work is about uh, introspection. For sure. And, I got and, that right away. Yeah, and that's really cool because I never like, I, I did like say some things about it in the past but I'm not like talking about it in every Instagram post, obviously. That's not what I want because I don't want to be like uh, too egocentric or something. I'm yeah. more interested about sharing about um, psychology and mental health with people rather than just talking about my stories because that's not the point for me. Right. I'm here to uh, talk about myself. I'm here to talk about... Uh, things that are affecting pretty much everyone and i'm genuinely interested about what people are experiencing and if they're relating to what i'm trying to say or trying to express through my work and that's the most amazing part for me because i i just started as yeah as something pretty uh yeah, ego-centered, I guess. I always have this thought in my mind where sometimes I'm just like saying to myself, oh, maybe I'm being too egocentric right now. And that's that's false because I'm like super empathic with yes. people. Like I'm a freaking empath. I'm always wondering same. about people and stuff. And also, I'm, at the same time, I'm just like saying to myself, oh, maybe it's just like egocentrism, but like twisted in empathy or something. Yeah, no, it's so funny you say that because I have this exact same thing. And my, I, my friends are, um, you know, I have a lot of friends in the design community. And I, I also, you know, back home, I live in the suburbs. I have a lot of friends in like my firehouse community. And it's funny because like, all of my creative friends are all empaths and they're all like very giving and caring. 
And yeah. then sometimes I'll be in like with my firehouse friends and they'll be like, oh, like you're always so concerned about this and about this guy and that guy. Like worry about yourself. You're going to be fine. Like everything's good. You have a beautiful life. What are you worried about? Like your wife is awesome. Your life is awesome. Shut up. Yeah. And I'm like, what? but being empathetic is not a bad thing. And then I'm like, wait a second. Is this a manifestation? And I had, uh, by the way, I have to introduce you to Cy Wakeman, who was in the podcast. You would love her. She's a podcast and everything, and she's really yeah. great. But she turned me on to the uh, the ego and about like the, not ego in the sense of like he has a big ego, but like the psychological ego, the ego that like corrupts your data, the ego that makes you think he's the worst or I can't do it, right? And yeah. I feel sometimes like I know too much because it's like, I am empathetic. I am also egocentric, but I also don't want to allow my ego to run the show. And then it's like the three of them fighting in my brain, like like the Looney Tunes. It's, it's like an eternal fight, and that's it's almost better to be ignorant in some ways. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I say, like to people in general, because I'm don't look into it too much, people. <laughs> I'm self-conscious. I'm always analyzing everything, everyone, <sighs> myself, especially myself. Yeah. And, and I can't help it. I don't know about you. I can I they're always like, "Oh, stop being like that." I'm like, "That is the very core of who I am." Like, and that's I cannot fine. change that. Like I I do prefer suffering from be being an over analyzer and being anxious and being depressed rather than being like unconscious about things because that's what I can see with like some people like Oh yeah, like a sleep with the wheel kind of thing. Yeah. That, and friends that are that are basically unconscious about their issues and stuff. I do prefer. Way it's sad to see, right? When you see somebody and like their ego is on full display, and you're like, "Man, you're fucking broken." Like, <laughs> you have to go to therapy. Like, go through. My dad always <laughs> says that uh, being like uh, conscious about things is like uh, basically doing half of the work already. Right. Uh, so if you're conscious about something, you already have the clues to get better. And yeah. I really like that's the best advice. I always like tell that to everybody. And that's something I totally, totally relate to. And I wouldn't trade like my anxiety and my depression and my self-consciousness for anything in the world. True. I like I'm going through this. I'm. I'm working that and it will be fine. And I do prefer that for sure. Absolutely. When I was younger though, um, when I started graphic design, I was like, that was like maybe my darkest years. I like to say that they were between um, 10 years old and like 18 years old or something. So eight years of really dark years. Um, yeah. I had them uh, later in life. I had a blissfully ignorant life where I didn't think about anything. And then I had like a full-blown like quarter-life crisis. Now I'm fine. I'm like approaching yeah. 30. I'm starting to calm down a little bit. I still overanalyze yeah, yeah. and stuff, but I had it later. So it's weird to hear that you had that like in school. Yeah. Um, I was like – it was like kind of inevitable because uh, my, my parents broke up like when I was 10 Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, so my mom was really uh, depressed uh, during like uh, three years or something. She was she was just like basically you know crying right. in her room, and she wasn't like uh, getting outside of the room. Yeah. So she wasn't been there, man. Been there. 
yeah, she wasn't basically like uh, buying food and stuff. And I was like 10. Oh my God. So, That's crazy. Basically, I was just like, uh, yeah, I was asking for money in the street because I couldn't hit she wow. because she wasn't leaving the house. So uh, being in this world, uh, in the street and stuff, just uh, was like the beginning of something way more dark, I guess. Yeah. Because the things escalated really quickly. So I've been uh, uh, through a lot. I've been just... Um, I've been addicted to a lot of stuff uh, yeah. in the past. Uh, now I've been sober for five years. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm drinking alcohol and stuff, of course. But right. uh, I've been sober from several, like, kind of stuff. Uh, well, that's pretty intense, though. I mean, like, it, it makes sense. It's not like, like, why'd you do that? Like, it makes perfect sense as to how that can happen, especially when you're so young and, yeah. But depression's real, though. I always had in my head, like, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you can get yourself out of it. But man, like when you're in that zone, I, I never experienced it before. And it was a humbling experience. I could, I literally had to get a new mattress because I laid in my bed for so long. Not like yeah. all the time. I wasn't like bedridden at all, but I was, I just like, didn't want, I just had like no motivation. It was crazy. It's my first yeah. time t talking about this publicly too. So this has been a very therapeutic episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that's like, uh, something that people always say to me like oh wow talking with you is always always like so deep because you're talking about deep stuff oh but, yeah i'm deep too like, in real life and basically every day i'm just talking about these topics because i have no i'm no i'm not ashamed of talking about what i've been through how uh i get out of it and just like how things are in life because that's like the reality like things aren't great all the time you i mean you can have like 80 like 80k followers on instagram and be alone all the time and just oh, yeah. like don't have anyone to talk to and that's how life is and you have to be honest and real with people right. and with yourself so like thinking about past events and past years and what I've been through remind me why am I here now and how did I make it and how can I still continue to make it every day because right. you don't want to go back to that place yeah no because I used to be like I wanted to honestly like in the past I just wanted to die like every day I wanted to die I was lacking pa patience in life. Yeah. Um, I've lost my best friend uh, when I was like 11. She took her life away. And Sorry to hear that. It just like broke everything inside me because no one wants to live these things, especially when you're young and you don't have the clues about life and stuff. Right. And I was lacking patience. And that's what I've learn through graphic design when I like when I discovered graphic design and when I went to graphic design school my life has completely changed because I was interested in school I was interested in going to school learning things learning my classes and stuff For the first uh, time kind of thing yeah, yeah I, I, I went through uh, like uh, I went to through like uh, basically uh, being a bad student to being like the top student of the class, like major of promotions and stuff. Right. 
just because I found what I wanted to do and I didn't knew it was that. So right. I had that would, moment, but it was like the last like two months of school. I think people would think that I, that they'd see the podcast and they'd be like that I, I was like the valedictorian. I went to SVA, but I went to like a, a pretty like no name school. I mean, I loved it. And it was like the last two months of school. And then uh, I just like kind of figured it out. But I had that moment that you had, but I had it like afterwards and it was kind of like a self-education thing. I was yeah. like, well, I, kind of, I just totally botched college, but I was like curious about things. I mean, it, I, I think it like piqued my curiosity, but I know that feeling of like, and then when you start to buy your own books and shit, that's when it starts to get really fun. Like I, I look, I'm so proud when I see like the, the collection of like art and design books that I have, because I yeah. never used to read ever. I was in resource room. I sucked at reading. I was terrible at math, but now I'm like bordering on academic with design. And that's cool. I love that. There's at least one thing that I've, devoted my life to I feel like I'm in like a marriage with it you know feels good that's super cool like to hear this thing like from people like you and other people as well because we all have that uh, epiphany moment I guess yeah. in our lives where like for years we're, we're just like uh, going through the same things over and over and over right and don't kind of institutional sort of things yeah. yeah yeah like you gotta you have to go through the same things over and over because doing that process will lead you to that kind of epiphany. Yes, one. for sure. And it goes for like every topics in life, in my opinion. Yeah, and sometimes you could do like limiting behavior. So like I, um, I didn't really have a good skill set enough to work at the places I was working at. So I would always have this like self-sabotaging behavior. Like I'd like raise my hand and like talk in a meeting I wasn't supposed to. Or like I would just like self-sabotage every time. And I was like, why does this keep happening? And then I realized it was like I, I didn't think of myself as being qualified. And I didn't, I didn't think that I belonged because quite frankly, like I didn't. And I just bullshitted my way in. And then I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I want to be like good at it. I want to know what I'm talking about and feel confident. So that way when I get in these situations, I'm not, you know, hitting the detonate button. Because if your like internal monologue is like not good, that reflects in your outward perception. Yeah, so and true. it's very obvious. Yeah. No matter how like much you think you're going to reel it in, like it will just come out like word vomit in a meeting. And they'll be like, who is this kid? He's freelancing here. Get rid of him. <laughs> that shit is real yo and you, and you think because you've gone to school and like like the real world does not lend itself to that and you really have to um like you said like be in fighting shape and make sure that you're not putting yourself in a situation where you're you know not where you want to be but it does yeah. take a long time though it took forever yeah it takes forever i still feel like i'm not out of the hole completely yet you know and probably you never will probably but never will be yeah <laughs> That's I got some trauma now. I'm part of the trauma crowd. I'm in. Yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> I had a privileged life before this. Now the shit hit the fan of my life and I have humility and patience. And I don't know. Well, that's basically all you need, I guess. And some like. And some love. Effort. Real love. Unconditional love. Love and empathy. And exactly. yeah. This has been the best podcast I've ever had. I love it. I love talking about mental health. The mental health ones always go over really well, by the way. I'm, I'm yes. glad that it went down we're, this road. We're like talking about like a Edsfield yeah. face. Recently. Talking about the darkest days of our lives. No, a lot of people relate though, so it's good. This has been so great. Where can people find you online? Um, what's the best place to get in touch? Well, I guess like Instagram is great because I'm yes. in my time on Instagram. 
I just like it's so bad for my health, but ah, at the same time, I'm just like digging it like so much. So yeah, you can like reach to me on Instagram and also through my email for basically projects for work and stuff like that. But if you want to talk about things uh, about like the weather or something like that, you can always reach to my Instagram and I will scroll to my DMs and oh. Hopefully, find the DM. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, thank you. I mean, that was awesome. Thank yeah. you so much. No worries. Take care. Go on. Nice. Take care. Bye.